Rhinoplasty combined with centrofacial lipofilling to optimize facial proportions. This article is published for the Aesthetic Surgery Journal Open Forum and is written by Marcelo Carvas, Patrick Tonar, and Alexis Verpala. Dr. Carvas is a private plastic surgeon in Sao Paulo and was in 2019 fellow at the Computer Center for Plastic Surgery in Belgium. Dr. Tonar and Dr. Verpala are both private plastic surgeons at the Computer Center for Plastic Surgery in Ghent, Belgium. Abstract. Background. The perceived appearance of the nose is influenced by its foundation, which is the malar areas, the lip and the chin. The association of nasal hump and centrofacial volume deficiency is not uncommon. Objectives? We evaluated and analyzed the role of centrofacial lipofilling simultaneously to rhinoplasty to sculpt facial proportions and shapes all in one procedure. Methods? Volumes and placement of fat graft were determined preoperatively. Centrofacial microfat grafting was performed concomitantly to the rhinoplasty. Treated areas were malar, upper lip, piriform aperture and chin. Results? From January 2016 to January 2019, concurrent lipofilling was performed in 23 rhinoplasties. Fat graft volumes ranged from 2 to 31 milliliter. Conclusion, centrofacial lipofilling is a simple and effective tool that can easily be associated with rhinoplasty techniques to optimize the results and may even influence the procedure towards a more conservative approach. Level of evidence 4. Nasofacial proportions and relationships between facial soft tissue and bony framework play a role in determining the ideal rhinoplasty for each patient. Preoperative facial and nasal analysis is essential not only to determine surgical steps but also to manage patient's expectations. Planning the rhinoplasty relies on multiple factors to achieve facial balance that include facial volumes and contours, symmetry, age, sex and ethnic group. Association of nasal hump and skeletal deficiencies such as malar hypoplasia, periapical hypoplasia and microgenia is not uncommon. Because of its central position on the face and its relation to surrounding structures, the concurrent treatment of the nose and the malar prominence, piriform aperture and or chin may provide optimization of the overall outcome. Creating convexity to a deficient midface alters the perception of an otherwise prominent nose and may influence the surgeon to plan the ideal nose accordingly. Likewise, in patients with underprojected chin, a nose may appear to project, project excessively, even though nasal projection 
may be appropriate to the face. Over the past decade, lipofilling has emerged as an effective and safe alternative to facial implants and or advancement osteotomies. Autologous fat grafting is a durable filler material, easily harvested by means of a minimally invasive approach. Advantages of its use as an adjunct to rhinoplasty include low associated morbidity, ease to precise titration of patients' specific needs, and long-lasting results. Complications associated with facial lipofilling are considered small and are easily managed. They include oil cysts, lumps, asymmetries, overcorrections and undercorrections. Despite the remarkable gain in popularity in facial fat grafts and its indications in recent years, few studies have reported the simultaneous association of lipofilling and rhinoplasty. The aim of the present study is to describe and analyze the association of these procedures for a multimodal treatment of facial proportions. Methods. We retrospectively evaluated all concurrent rhinoplasty and centrofacial microfat grafting from January 2016 to January 2019. And these were consecutive cases performed by one of the senior authors, that was Patrick Tonard. Preoperative and postoperative photographs were compared. Informed consent was obtained by all patients. According to the principles of the Declaration of Helsinki, all subjects were thoroughly informed of all relevant information regarding both rhinoplasty and lipofilling. Complications and refill procedures, if any, were recorded. Indication for facial lipofilling as an adjunct to the rhinoplasty was provided either after the senior author's aesthetic analysis or when the patient actively want, wanted to change a facial appearance or its proportions. To date, there is no specific contraindication of lipofilling in our practice. Volumes and placement of fat graft were determined preoperatively and markings of the areas to be augmented were done with the patient in upright position before induction of anesthesia. All procedures were done under general anesthesia and patients were given intravenous antibiotic between brackets cefazolin 1 gram at the induction of the anesthesia. Microfat harvesting was performed after the infiltration of modified Klein solution, adrenaline 1 on 1 million, using a 2.4 millimeter diameter cannula with 20 sharpened 1 millimeter holes, Tulip Medical, San Diego, California. Preferred donor areas were the lower abdomen, 11 cases, 50%, the hips, 4 cases, 18%, Inner tie, three cases, 13%. Lateral tie, two cases, 9%. Anterior tie, one case, 4.5%. And gynecomastia, one case, 
Preparation of the microfat consisted of rinsing the harvested fat over saline with a oh, with saline over a sterile nylon cloth with half millimeter perforations mounted on a sterile canister. Microfat was then transferred into one milliliter syringes and a blunt 0.7 millimeter microcanola with a single lateral hole at the end was used for fat grafting. Julie Medical, San Diego, California. Microfat grafting was always performed at the beginning of the procedure, so before the rhinoplasty. This approach minimizes cold ischemia time of the microfat graft and facilitates facial analysis and precise titration of the grafting once the rhinoplasty-related edema is still not present. Also, after the centrofacial volumes are replenished or corrected, rhinoplasty itself can be affected and a more conservative approach may be possible. Recipient sites were infiltrated with the lidocaine adrenaline solution, 0.3% lidocaine and adrenaline 1 on 600,000, subcutaneously before initiation of the microfat grafting. After creation of a puncture hole made by a 19 gauge needle, the microcanola was introduced and microfat was deposited through the typical multi-stroke Coleman technique. For every treated areas, two access sites are made so that the direction of the tunnels created for grafting is not coincident. Angulation between them varies according to the location. Typically 90 degree angle between them is used for malar and tear trough treatment. For upper lip, piriform and chin treatment, one excess site is chosen in each hemiphase so that both grafting tracks can cross each other with different directions. For malar and tear trough augmentation, microfat was grafted in a deep supraperiosteal layer over the maxilla and orbital rim, blending into the eyelid. For upper lip, piriform and chin treatment, a multi-layer approach from deep to superficial was used. Volume of fat grafting to each area is determined according to the surgeon's experience. For large volumes in one location, typically for chin augmentation, intraoperative assessment of tissue compliance and expansion also plays a role in determining the amount of grafting. Labiomental crease is also addressed in the same manner to soften if, if needed. Results from January 2016 to January 2019, 61 rhinoplasties were performed. Concurrent facial fat grafting was associated in 23 cases of this procedure, which present 37.7%. Among this latter group, 15 patients were female, 65%, and 8 were male. 35%. The patient's age re ranged from 
22 to 73 years old. The mean was 40.9 years. Most commonly recipient sites were the Mailer areas, 18 cases, 78.3%, the chin, 6 cases, 26.1%, and the upper lip and piriform aperture, 5 cases, 21.7%. Isolated Mailer, Mailer lipofilling was done in 11 cases, 47.7%. Asymmetrical Mailer fat grafting was performed in four of these cases, 17% to correct Mailer asymmetry. In five patients, 21.7%, both Mailer areas and chin were addressed concurrently in adjunct to the rhinoplasty. No microfat grafting was done to the nose or to correct nasal irregularities to any patient. Injected volumes of the microfat ranged from 2 to 11 milliliter per side per malar area, 8 to 20 milliliter to the chin, and 2 to 31 milliliter to the upper lip. Follow-up ranged from 1 to 21 months with the median of four and a half months and during that period no complications were recorded nor was any refill procedure done. Discussion. Symmetry and balanced facial proportions are considered key components for not only the impression of beauty but also for youthfulness. Many systematic evaluations have been proposed for a full face analysis. Due to the central position of the nose, the surrounding facial structures play a role in determining the visual impression of the nose itself. Since the nasal pyramid sits between the malar areas, a deficient mid-face may alter the perceived appearance of the nose and may render it larger than it really does. This may be due to a congenital or an acquired bony deficiency, but also to the deflation due to the aging process. Similarly, an underprojected upper lip may create the impression of an overly projected nose. The underlying causes included retruded maxilla, periapical hypoplasia, and aging process. Ramout et al. recently reported the age-related changes of the upper lip, such as volume loss, lengthening, and thinning based on MRI measurements in young compared with an in elderly population. With regard to the skeletal aging, piriform aperture widening may also play a role in changing the projection of the upper lip. The neck and the chin also influence the perceived appearance of the nose. Using computer-altered photographs of necks Greer et al. found that non-altered noses were rated to have a better appearance in better contoured necks after imaging editing. Likewise, in patients with underprojected chins, the nose appears to project excessively, even though nasal projection may be appropriate to the face. This is particularly true 
when the nasofacial proportions are analyzed in the profile view. Addressing nose and chin simultaneously in a so-called profiloplasty may optimize results, which can clearly be seen in figure 4. Historically, a multitude of alloplastic implants was described to provide a more youthful and proportionated appearance, treating congenital or acquired skeletal deficiency and or correcting facial asymmetry. However, short and long-term complications of facial implants include displacements, malposition, prominence problems, bony resorption, transient or permanent nerve injury, infections, capsule formation and scarring. Initially used as an adjunct to facelift and facial rejuvenation procedures to replenish age-related volume loss, lipofilling has gained a wider spectrum of indications, with its ability to also achieve additional projection. Its use was associated as an alternative to facial implants and advancement osteotomies. To date, the authors consider microfat grafting as an effective in replenishment of age-related volume loss, as it is for correction of skeletal deficiency. One of the patients in the present study had three previous unsuccessful rhinoplasties and presented to us with an underprojected nose corrected with rib cartilage graft and with a severe midfacial retrusion and periapical hypoplasia corrected by 31 milliliter of facial fat injection to the upper lip and piriform aperture, which can be seen in figure five. With the recent trend towards more conservative techniques in rhinoplasty, correcting centrofacial volumes and shapes as an adjunct to rhinoplasty may affect the classical reductional rhinoplasty. A commonly used comparison is a mountain surrounded by valleys. Instead of exclusive reduction of the mountain, a combined filling of the valleys reduces the extent of resection and reshaping of the relief. Figure 6. Advantages of this concomitant lipofilling include the minimal lengthening of the surgical procedure, low associated morbidity, the ease of precise titration of patients' needs, and the possibility to correct asymmetries. Although resorption rates vary, a refill procedure can easily be performed under local anesthesia if needed. Our previous study suggested the resorption ranges from 15% in the immobile malar and chin areas to 50% of the mobile lip and chin area. Limitations of this study are its retrospective character, the limited sample size and the short-term follow-up limiting the global estimation of fat graft resorption and the need of refill procedures. Also, patients' perceived outcomes were not evaluated. Conclusions Centrofacial lipofilling is a simple and effective tool that can easily be associated with rhinoplasty techniques to optimize the results and may even influence the rhinoplasty 
towards a more conservative approach. Disclosures, the authors declared no potential conflicts of interest with respect to the research, authorship and publication of this article.